Dancer. Dan is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking, are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. Just when you thought it was safe, just when you thought your favorite podcast had finally let go of the past and uh, retired the music of a certain person, we gotcha. We got you back. Um, but this pod, but this podcast is invincible. You can't kill us. We're uncancelable. <laughs> Yeah, the album should be called Uncancelable. Uncancelable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Uh, Invincible in parentheses. It doesn't matter what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he is invincible. Yeah, I guess so. That is true. Apparently, like I mean, the worst things come out about a person doesn't matter. The guy's well, she's invincible. He's unbreakable. We'll talk about that. Oh right, but true. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, it doesn't matter. He's yeah. unbreakable, and uh, we tr- we thought we could uh, get away with never talking about this man ever again. But uh, we were wrong. It's Michael Month, bitch. <laughs> we were wrong. No, <laughs> bitches. No. One <laughs> week. That's it. <laughs> One day, <laughs> one, one day, yeah, one. It's one day, it's like two and a half hours, however long it is. It's Michael Day. Um, yeah, this is Dan and Brave presents the podcast. We're in season six, and we're doing the decade of the two thousands, and um, we're returning to a format that we haven't done in its original form in a while: albums, where we talk about an album in its entirety, and we are doing. Uh, dead artist Michael Jackson's album Invincible, not so invincible. I'm presenter Brandon. Um, I I'm glad to be here. Don't know. <laughs> don't. I don't know. I feel like we have to constantly have uh, caveats to all this, but uh, we'll get into it, I guess. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, I'm. Um... I am excited because it is going to be a fun and I think very silly and funny conversation. But, you know, we went back and forth for a minute or two about whether or not we should actually do this. Um, and we were like, yeah, we, we have to. I mean, we've we've dodged this album for too long. <laughs> <laughs> we've dodged this part of his career discussion for for too long. And yeah, if you listen to the early days of the show, we were talking about him a lot and his family. We still talk about his family, Janet in particular, all the time. Right. Because she's mm-hmm. better. She's way better. Wow. How about that take? She's way better. It's a way better. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a way better type of thing. Not even like if I Well had, it's a way better no, I mean in terms of in terms of artistry, she's way better. I'll say that. 
I'll say same era album head to head. It's not even close. All for you is the way superior oh, album, yeah. you know, versus versus not invincible. It's like night and day. Um, I don't know that I could say definitively her eighties albums are better than his eighties albums. Come on. Come I on, would. Dave. Come on, Dave. I would. I think, I think rhythm nation. Oh, it's I mean, okay. I can't do it. Not, not, not the, the show. show. Not, not the, the show. show. Not the not show. show. Not the show. Um, I'm presenter number. Th- sorry, um, Dan. I'd say my name. Presenter no, number two. Presenter yeah. Danny. Um, I'm not speechless about this album. I'll tell you that. <laughs> not speechless. <laughs> Got a lot to say. Um, yeah, I'm Dave Cologne, the third presenter. Uh, I'm the presenter who, uh, you know, I think if you look back to those early episodes, I was saying Michael Jackson. You know, great performer, but definitely a pedophile. <laughs> Listen back. I was saying things like that back in the day. Um, no, it's a it's a conversation that keeps coming up. Do you separate the artist from the art? Um, you know, when is it okay to like discuss these type of things? We're rolling with it. We're saying this guy's dead. He she's probably done a lot of bad things in this world uh during his lifetime. I'm sure he also, you know endured a lot of horrible things as a victim as well. But um, anyway, he's an important uh, pop culture artist that we're familiar with. And we're a pop culture podcast, you know, that discusses pop culture history. So why not lean into it? Um, Yeah. But this is my... uh, this is my major take and from I, this era of Michael Jackson. This is uh, Invincible in 2001. Um, I think this is his strongest um, era of, of like performance. As a technician of his art form, he's at top form. But it's, his, it's, it's, a, it's not his best era as an artist. Stronger performer, well, do worse you artist. Rope- what era? What era is this included in? Are you roping this in with the early '90s too? Like with Dangerous? no, it's a different era. This is, I mean, ten years later, it's different. That okay? Then, then I couldn't dis- and I disagree with you. Oh, so then. you think his peak is, then, da- is dangerous? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That's fair. I think I think as a performer, I, dangerous into history is when he's at his absolute I was, best. It's I not was even just going to say it's not even. I was going to say it's not even just dangerous. It's just history. It's like. History danger, history danger. Yes, I think is it's his is, strongest is peak. I think as a performer, yes. we're saying no. Sorry, as a as, as like a, per, a as a ability, I'm saying performer. as ability, like he's as, gotten better as as a singer, as a, vocalist, as a, as a singer, a as a performer, as a vocal. Yeah, it's not the best songs. That's a different thing. But singer, performer, yeah, he peaks like mid nineties. Yeah. Like, you think he's better? What do you think he's better at in 2001 compared to like mid to early, early to mid 90s, Dave? I'm, I think I'm confused about your point. What What is he better at? <laughs> he's a better. Vo- I mean, I'm just saying uh, the recordings I heard on this album of his vocals <laughs> are better than a lot of vocals I've heard earlier in his career. Maybe it's a big swing in the miss okay. saying it's the best top form. But why not say that? Fuck it. You're talking. You're talking vocal. Okay. You know. All right. I guess I misunderstood your point. You're talking like 
vocal ability mostly. Main, right? I mean, that's the thing I can main... really track from okay. listening to this album. But I saw the um, some clips from his like, was it was it the birthday party or or forget the two thousand one like special at. Yeah, it's 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 the, the it's the, the Motown thirtieth anniversary. Is that what concert. it is? Okay, yeah. I think he's yeah. pretty great there too. Which, which air? Which was at Madison Square Garden on September tenth, two thousand one. No way. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> September September seventh. It was wow. two dates at Madison Square Garden. September seventh and September tenth, two thousand one. It's a great time to be right there, Midtown, <laughs> wow. like New York City. Great time to be there. Wow. Cel- a celebration. Wow, I think I think I, Dave, because when you, we we said this kind of off air about the vocal thing, and I initially like without like thought like agreed with you because this album does show off more of like his technical prowess in terms of like falsetto, like more just kind of singing because mm-hmm. like a lot of history is the aggressive part, like it's like gargling, a lot of gargling, and like all album. that stuff. Yeah. Um. I just think that maybe he wasn't using it then. So it's kind of tough to say that it's not, you know, that right. it, it doesn't, it just didn't showcase this side of it as much, but, but the proof I, is I here just in general. He, I, maybe I, he I didn't think, showcase it because it wasn't there. He couldn't fucking well, I do think, it. I do then. think he could only do it when he was 40, I just think he 30 sounds, years old in this era. Nah, stranger in Moscow. He sounds better <laughs> than pretty much everything yeah. here. Dave, I don't, I'm not, you know what? I'm going, I'm going to scale back a little bit. I'm not, now I'm not totally disagreeing with you, but I like the way he sounds better earlier in his career. Okay. Maybe more talented as a vocalist now, but the sound of it, I don't always like. The craft is refined. Like, I don't, you know. um, Actually, yeah. I will say that. Sound. I will say that, yeah. I mean, the songs are definitely not better, probably, too, but. I would say that um, he's too strong on certain tracks. It's too overpowering. It's like too okay. much. Yeah, that's his flaw for a lot of the of the uh, the album. But let's let's talk about the album itself. When did it come out? Two thousand one. Do you have a date? The actual. I think it's August. In, it's August. Wow. Um, the last yeah, I was month hoping of October thirtieth, two thousand. October thirtieth. Oh, I know why I said oh, okay. One of my tracks was released as a single in August. Never mind. The album came out October. Yeah, Dave, gotcha. I was hoping you would be the gotcha. Give us give us some uh, spit some some knowledge, some facts. Um, I do itself. have some facts for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, Invincible came out in two thousand one, an hour and seventeen minutes, roughly. Okay. Really CD era length. This is my main point. If I drive home one point <laughs> too long to, 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 yeah like come on every single track i would say minus one yeah you know what i'm sick with that take every <laughs> single track minus one is too long every single one is too too long of yeah. a song pop yeah. pop songs should not be four to five minutes five minutes plus in some right. examples get the fuck out of here yeah yeah yeah, he it's he's always done that thing of like the long outros, but this one takes it over the takes it over the like way too far. Every song, even the yeah. songs I like, too long. I, I agree, and you think it's because he's a dancing kind of guy. the The instrumentals are for him to like start dancing in concert or whatever, sure. and maybe because there was no tour, you're supposed to like imagine him dancing at the end of each of each song, <laughs> you know. 
but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, save it for save it for the tour. We don't need it on on record at all. No. Uh, two other pieces of yeah. media had the same title came out uh, <laughs> uh, and also came out this year. Wahlberg. No, that's later. It, it, oh, it's later. Okay, that's okay. Uh, one was a Warner, uh, sorry, Werner Herzog drama about uh, drama drama film about a Jewish cabaret singer during the rise of Nazism, and the other was a fantasy martial arts TV movie starring uh, Billy Zane. So three oh, important <laughs> pieces of work of of art dropped this year, all called Invincible. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like I like Billy Zane though. Billy Zane fan. Um Do so you want to talk do... about any any like sales com- like you want to like you want to oh, get into commercial? any like, some of the yeah, like just I think like... it didn't do as well as he expected. I forget I forgot to look at that. Uh completely. I, I think I feel like at one point oh. I read a conspiracy. Well, we can come up with a conspiracy right now. I mean, right right after this album comes out, nine eleven happens. So right. it's a conspiracy. Nine eleven is a conspiracy against Michael and his sales for you know to prevent the success of this. So that's oh one conspiracy. my god, the terrorists um, just did that to yeah. affect Michael. Yeah, one of the um, most successful just, artists of all time. This is another. It's another example of people going after Michael. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then I feel like alleg- allegations came out. From did something come out shortly after this album came out too? It might not have been this one. It might have been the number ones collection. Could have been. I, 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 yeah. might, which is two. Which is two years later. That's two thousand three. Which is that song? One more chance was the, the only new track on that one. Um, a couple yeah, of things. I been, yeah, I saw one. Yeah, the album. I don't think did that well. And Sony, his record label, abruptly ended promotion for the album. And Michael Jackson said that in, you know, retaliation to that, Michael Jackson was going around saying that Tommy Motola, Motola was a devil and a racist who did not support African-American artists, but used them for his, his own personal gain. Um, so I don't think it did that well. It wasn't, it was like, I think supposed to be like a kind of a comeback album. Um, yeah. You know, six years after uh, history. Wasn't right, quite that. Blood of the Dance Floor is like a half album. Yeah, like a remix album, I think they called it. And, yeah, um, but it, but it does have morphine on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh um. Yeah, so it sold. It ahead. went. It sold two million copies. Two thousand two million four hundred thousand double platinum. But that I don't. I that back then that still wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't what he expected. Two million cops. Um. <laughs> hey, um did you read this? It's it costs thirty million dollars to make, and is reportedly the most expensive album ever made. That's crazy. Still, I mean, I, this is what Wikipedia is saying. Oh my God, which is crazy though. Why why should it cost thirty million dollars to make this? Maybe work maybe work with some better people. Mike, yeah, you spend that kind of money. Maybe yeah, work with well, a couple better yeah, he, people. He probably just kept doing shit over and over yeah. again and paying people for their time and just like it took four yeah. years to make too. It took it's like from it started in ninety seven, yeah. October of ninety seven, and he stopped recording in September of two thousand one. 
just before the album I, came out. I'm pretty sure that his uh, posthumous albums and like the special edition stuff is filled with a lot of B-sides that were a part of these sessions for, for this sure. album. It sounds there's a lot totally like, sound I, I'm, like I'm, it. I'm aware of at least five or six that are specifically from the these sessions that they cut. Oh, um, from the album, there's a handful. I, I know a few offhand. Like uh, shout is uh, is one of them. You know that song shout. There's shout song, escape, escape is another one. That's a Dark Child produced song. Didn't make the album. Um, and to be fair. Not everybody he's working with on this album is bad. Dark Child no. has some great stuff. Dark Child is, is a good producer. Um, I mean, you got Teddy Riley's in there. Pretty much everybody um, he works with here is great. Teddy Riley, Babyface. No, not Dark everybody. Face. No, not everybody. <laughs> um, the one that I think Ter- I, okay. Um, not everybody. <laughs> Specifically, when it's just him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're uh, right. You're right. Yeah, you're I think right, there's, right. there's, there's, there's one person. Two, there's, there's one person. There's, two. there's one person he should have not worked with on this album, and that's himself. <laughs> that's himself. <laughs> himself. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else main, fantastic. Like, <laughs> what, one of the main issues with it is that because they were doing it for so long, it just feels directionless totally. at times. Yeah. And like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into like in my ranking, like maybe why I rank certain things above others. Um, I mean, I guess we could kind of say, like talk about that a little bit, but like, I, I, if there were two songs that felt very anonymous to me and like forgetful, if I felt like it was something that felt like he would be actually doing at that time, I gave that a little bit more of an advantage or like, if it's like, okay, I don't like this, but it does sound like a Michael thing. I would give that the advantage too. But then sometimes I would like rank things maybe a little bit more towards its ambition, even if it's failed, because it's right. like okay, he should have gone gone further down this road. Um, but yeah, there's just like there's like three different like albums here, basically. Yeah. That like there's like three there's like three different vibes yes. going on. There's yeah, there's like three seg there's segments. It's divided into segments, kind of. Like- kind of. Well, but just even even in general, I would say the three kind of like heads are like hangover history stuff, uh, <laughs> um, Peter Pan shit, and like R and B shit. So, are you qualifying hangover history as like when he is basically? It sounds like it could be early dubstep for like some of these, <laughs> right? Um, it, right, like. We'll get it. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll kind of say where yeah. I, I in my mind and, as we go. And to be to, to be fair, Michael has done this before. Like if you listen to all of his albums, there there's an attempt to be eclectic. And Dangerous does something yes. so similar to this, just better. Like I mean, a lot of his yes. most of the album is is like New Jack Swing, but then there's like tons of Peter Pan shit and you know softer things and and this random like you know, he has to have a rock song on the album. Like he always tries to do something eclectic. It just doesn't work here mm-hmm. because it's, the material's like not that strong. A lot of it's not yeah. that strong. Yeah. So it's it's what you would expect from a Michael Jackson album. Michael Jackson album, I think, at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So how we, uh, how we from Backstreet Boys, how how we day. Yeah. No. No. How no. How we do the show. <laughs> Um, is, you know, we have a, a point system where, you know, we each ranked 
each track on the album to come up with like a definitive ranking and to help us figure out like what's I guess the correct track order in terms of what we like the best and what we like the worst, but it's mostly to figure out, you know, what's the best song on the album, you know, what's the worst. Um, and the way we do the show is instead of going track by track and album order, we go in order of how we rank the album. And once there's a song that all three of us has come up in our each respective rankings for all three of us, then we, then we pause and we discuss that song. Did I explain yeah. that correctly? Yes. That's how we're doing. Okay. All right. Once Um, a song is mentioned three times by by everybody, um, I'll then. um, I think. Well, I I would assume our rankings are going to be pretty similar, but we'll see. Maybe maybe there'll be some surprises. Yeah. Um, There's. I mean, again, there's groupings, so I think maybe within the groupings, it may be. I do think there's a clear worst, and I do think there's a clear best, personally. I think there is one song that is oh one worse one t- best yeah oh. definitive like like definitively I don't see myself picking any well best definitely not best I mean there's it's no contest for me but worst maybe eh, maybe that could change maybe worst can change <laughs> um all right well let's get let's get into wait, it another oh, thing you have something else yeah because we didn't say that did we say that we drafted songs too that's an element. Oh yeah, in here too. Oh. That uh, we drafted songs from this album. The three of us, uh, we each drafted five songs, and then our robot uh, co-presenter DBPS six, uh, I think, randomly drafted the the leftover song since, since there's six. Yeah. Sorry, since there were sixteen tracks on the album. Yeah. Yes. So you want to go over real quick what we each have? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I have uh, a poor draft, Threatened, You Are My Life, Privacy, 2000 Watts, and Butterflies. Um, oh, okay, that's... I definitely that's, struggled. Yeah, that's the worst draft. That's, <laughs> that's, that, I mean, yes. that is without question, that's the worst draft. But, but what's what's funny? Well, two things. One, I definitely suffered from not remembering what half of the track names were. But by the time, because I drafted first, by the time it came back around to me, pretty much all the good stuff was gone except for one that I wish I had, but I didn't remember what it was. Right. So it's like, right. Uh, that sucks. So Dan, what do you have? Um, and this, it was not a random drawing. We individually selected songs. We did a snake draft. Off mic, off pod. Yeah. Um, my order was I drafted Break of Dawn, You Rock My World, Speechless, Cry, and Whatever Happens. Uh, Presented number three, okay. Dave here. I drafted last in, in the order, and I drafted the songs Heaven Can Wait, uh, Unbreakable, The Lost Children, my number three uh, pick, Heartbreaker, and Don't Walk Away. <laughs> Okay, and then what did uh, DBP? Yeah. So just, yeah, and then DBP S six S6 has Invincible. Yeah, the title Invincible. Track. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's funny. Again, it's, it's just seeing what was left by the time it came back to me. It's insane how this album is. Um, all right, so yeah, so let's kick it off. We're gonna d- say our least favorite song and then if we all have the same least favorite song we'll talk about it first but then if not we'll move on to the next so 16 songs ranked here we go uh we'll go in presenter order 
for me, number 16 is The Lost Children. Ooh. Okay. Um, presenter two here, presenter Danny. For me, number 16 is also The Lost Children. Oh. It's the um, worst. Dave. Um, it's the worst. It wasn't Dave. my least favorite. It's the worst. Come on. <laughs> Dave. It wasn't Dave. my personal least favorite, but it's you'll see it soon on my list. Um, my number 16, my least favorite song, was uh, a song called Privacy. Okay. <laughs> are we go are we snaking? Yeah, let's let's or no. We can snake. This. Does that make sense? Um it yeah, it doesn't okay. matter. Are you um, are you keeping track of this for points? Or I guess Yes. Okay. Brandon, yeah. Yes, I have I have it all set up. Okay. So my number fifteen song is the aforementioned The Lost Children. All right. Let's play right, it. Let's so get let's this hear. out of the way. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay. The, who who had this one? I did. I this is my third okay. uh round <laughs> pick. <laughs> uh The Lost Children. I think this is the ultimate Peter Pan shit track. I, I think he outdoes himself. And it's the second song on the album that Michael Jackson solely composed and produced. So this is pure um unadulterated unadulterated pun intended um michael jackson this is him working with no other like uh creative minds this is what he solely can bring to the world as an artist <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this is, right like you think of michael's career you, like you know you think of all the great songs most of them he didn't have as much to do with as you think most of the good stuff he really didn't have as much to do right. with as you think this is what he has to do everything with. This kind of stuff. <laughs> this is who he is. Yeah. This song is who he is. <laughs> and guess what? It's who he is, and it's Michael Jackson at his absolute fucking worst. <laughs> it's creepy. Yes. There's audio of kids playing hide and seek. Yeah. It might be yeah. worse than childhood. It's it might it, be worse than I childhood. I think it's worse than childhood. Yeah. And it's creepier than Little Susie, which is, which is supposed to be a creepy song. About a child getting <laughs> murdered. Yes. This is still creepier. Right. Yeah. And it's about, like, displaced children. What is it about? Do you, do you guys remember? I guess, like, literally, like, lost kids. Yeah. Like like orphans or, uh, I, mean, I don't know. But it, it sounds like, a, like, like he is trying to, like, um, I don't know. Like bring up the uh, or re or call the um, the lost boys right or the lost like is is that from Peter Pan yeah yeah yes it and feels the like that movie. and it's Peter and, Pan and, yes. and the vampire yeah, yes movie. yes yeah. and the and the vampire movie right yeah <laughs> I will say it's kind of Sting esque with the uh, acoustic guitar like slightly medieval pirate based <laughs> folk feel. Kid so, choir. He's got a. There's a kid choir kid right choir, now. Kid choir. Yeah. Hate yeah. it. Hate that children had to be around to do this. <laughs> yeah. There's just nothing Didn't, redeemable. The anthem. It's an anthem for lost children. Yeah. I, this I, one's for all the lost children. Yeah. Shout out, um, Michael. Don't do this. Do you read the news? <laughs> I know you do. You have a song about yeah. it. I know you read the news. <laughs> 
Yeah. Why would you do this? Like you, you don't, you're not doing yourself any favors. Come on, man. Because this is who he is, Dan. Uh, Dan. I know. Like I know. He can't help but do this. Um, I have a quote from songmeanings.com from user Dislib on July seventh, <laughs> uh, July seventh, two thousand nine. He wrote, or they wrote, beautiful song. I wish he made a short film, like he liked to call movie clips showing missing children. Nope. <laughs> Which there was a short nope. film about this based around this. Please. Song. No, Nope. <laughs> okay. All right. So what's your um, number? I wish it was a song about vampires. That would be pretty sick. Yeah. He <laughs> likes horror stuff too. So he, he loves it. Yeah. Could have worked. He loves that. That could have worked. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Vampire. Yeah. Vampire song. Um, Horrible. Or Dan, what's your what's your fifteenth least favorite track? Fifteen is privacy for me. Okay, privacy. That was Dave's sixteen incorrectly. <laughs> um. Okay, my fifteen is don't walk away. Oh. Oh. Okay. Whoa. Mm. There's there. There's a very clear. I have a very clear. Well, I guess because we're going in snake of what my bottom three are. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I just don't want it. I just don't want it anywhere near this album. You are my life. It, like just. Okay. Is, that's that that's trio. Four, that's fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen is you are my life. Oh, baby. Yeah. Baby face song. Interesting choice, my Brandon. You are my life. Okay. Um. Okay. Fourteen. For Danny, I said fifteen is privacy. Fourteen is threatened. For Danny. Threatened. 14 is threatened. Okay. My 14th track is You Are My Life. Okay. Uh, and oh, boy. So. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Hold okay. On. Okay. Hold holding, on. Holding. I'm just trying to keep, I'm just trying to keep these uh, scores uh, consistent here. Okay. Uh, so that's back, your 14. Back to Dave. Right? Yeah. Back to Dave. Yeah. So Dave. My number 13 is an important track. I'll say that, uh, but it is speechless. Number thirteen is speechless. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number thirteen for Danny is two thousand watts. Wow. What do you mean, wow? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Do you mean wow? Uh, I don't know. You gotta say something. Did you, did, did um, you listen to it? <laughs> yeah, a couple times. Okay, <laughs> and two thousand times. <laughs> Dude, that's a <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That gets four. Um, this gets four. Okay, so now my number 13, we talk about it, is privacy. Okay. Privacy. Okay. Guys, here yeah. we go. And Brandon, you drafted a song, two. right? I drafted this. The only reason I put this, and I don't want to comment on the other three songs yet, but this at least I under... like. It, it this is in the like like uh history hangover where i'm just like i get like i get this like i this makes sense i don't agree with it it's not great but i at least it at least makes sense to me um and uh well but that's really it well here talk about what this song is Brandon. Oh, I didn't listen close enough for that. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's just about his privacy. Right. It's in the lineage of his, like, paranoia against the press 
like yeah. tabloid stuff. Yeah, he has a bunch of these type of songs. Uh, Leave Me Alone is, is like the, the first main one. Yeah, I think on a podcast yep. we discussed all his like Leave Me Alone type out uh, songs. Yes. Right? Yeah. This is the yeah. worst one though. This is like. It is. It's just not a good song. It's it's not catchy. It's like his rock song on the album though too. He always does like one rocker. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it. Uh, yeah, but it but it does have camera flashes. I do think as that's cool. Percussive elements. Yes, I think that sound effect <laughs> incorporated into the beat is very clever. Nothing uh, about this is cool. <laughs> Nothing about this is cool. Nothing about this is cool. Yeah. So I I. I hate this kind of thing, like, especially because this is the worst version of this. I yeah. hate this not as much as the as creepy children Michael right. songs, but this is right there at the bottom of like stuff that I leave me alone. Amazing song, but the lyrical content, I, I don't care. Yeah, like, like like it's funny. In track, the name of the album's Invincible. Yeah. In track one, he says he's unbreakable. You listen to this song. Not exactly. Hey, Mike? <laughs> he sounds not really breakable. Yeah. Yeah. You sound as breakable yeah. as it gets. It's also fucking five minutes long. This too song. long. Get out of here. It's way too long. That's uh, why it was. That's why it was second worst because okay. the lyrical content, the length. It's not cool. Like it's, it, it's, yeah, it's lame. I will say though, one highlight of this track, uh, other than the camera sound effects, is. The guitar solo might be the best guitar solo Slash from Guns N' Roses has ever done. We're hearing it right now. Oh, that's another reason why I hate this song. Slash <laughs> is in it. Like Eddie Van Halen before him on Beat It, MJ brings out the best <laughs> in Legendary Guitarist. Like, <laughs> they lay down their best I solos. I will listen to this song... I will listen to this song more times than the three below it. And it's still zero, but the other ones are negative. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. I mean, Slash, he's collaborated with Michael before. Uh, yeah, it's just, just boring. It's boring. It's dumb. I get, it's not good. I guess vocally yeah. he is sounding a little unique compared to what he usually does. I'll give him that. I Fine. Guess. I'll give him something. Like, vocally, just like... Yeah. Is it kind of down well, there? I guess, with, I, guess, I guess the reason why I ranked it above the other ones is, again, is like, if I, if I had stopped listening to Michael Jackson at that point in time, like, you know, when I was younger... And then listen to this, I'd be like, okay, yeah, this is what I think Michael would be doing in 2001. It just made makes sense. Whereas feels he's still with the Lost Children, like you said, you're like, why are you doing this? Like, why? <laughs> like this, I'm like, yeah, it's not great, but I get it. I get both, oh, honestly. Yeah. So. I get why he's doing both. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I get it. <laughs> both just, those songs make the most sense on this album to me, honestly. But they're that's why they're the worst, <laughs> you know? You know, I agree with he that. He's totally. other people like telling him what to do, like creatively. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. What's which? Where, where are we okay. in the rankings now? So that was we just finished. That was number thirteen. So we're snaking, um, which is back to me. Then number twelve, uh, receiving five points, is speechless. Okay. Number 12 for Danny is Whatever Happens. Okay. Wow. Okay, that gets five points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, number 12. Oh, wow. I actually, oh, wow. Honestly, honestly, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. 12? 
guys are out of your mind. For me, is <laughs> threatened. Threatened. Okay, so that's me and Dave for threatened so far. So that yeah. is two. All right, back. back. Yeah, threatened. That gets. Yep. Back, back to Dave. Okay. Number for, eleven. Yeah. Getting six points. This is gonna get the wow, wow factor. Maybe this is number eleven for me is Break of Dawn. <laughs> oh, that's a big wow. That's a big. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, I really, I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna get pissed off on this show. I'm starting to get pissed, pissed off. Pissed off. <laughs> All right, Dan, you're number eleven. There's gold on this album. Okay. There is gold. There is, yeah. That's part of the gold. Oh, you think okay. it's one of the gold? It's, what, uh, it's part of the pieces. gold. Okay. Okay. We'll get there. We're not there yet. Number 11 for me, right? Or Yeah. Uh, it's Invincible. The track Invincible is number 11 for me. Okay. Brandon? Um. Yeah, that was... I'm just... Oh, wait. That was DBP. Oh, so that doesn't matter. Okay. Um... Number eleven, um, threatened. Okay, so, so we're talking we talk about, about it. it. Threatened, yeah. the final track on the album. Who uh, thrafted this track? Me. You? Okay. <laughs> Me. Um, so a kind kind of same thing that I said about privacy, but just next level up. Um, just better production than privacy um it has a hook that actually you can remember what it is (laughs) um so but again not very uh adventurous not very daring imaginative but better much better executed than privacy for me um why are you comparing it to privacy is it similar lyrically lyrically or something no, just like uh, uh, just just like history hangover of like like these just like kind of like not necessarily new jack swing but like okay. that like yeah, quasi industrial the, the same R&B essentially jam. yes you're kind of talking about the dark child songs like the ones well I guess that's nah because he he kind of he goes in different directions never mind forget what I said about dark child yeah. Um, but but I do I still like the like percussive elements you know the camera's not here for this one so that's a downside but <laughs> but I, I it, it's something that he was doing since dangerous of you know car horns like all these just like like weird elements in to make these beats yeah. have texture um, so I at least find that it makes these songs more listenable uh, to me than the, the other shit I put this one pretty low on my list I think lowest of us three. Because I never ever remember this one. It, 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 I think part. I have a song. A part of it is because it's probably it. because it's the last track. Um, that's I'm sure that's probably the biggest reason for yeah. it. But yeah, this one never really sticks with me. It just it's not hitting the same way the other like songs in this camp on this album hit. This one doesn't hit as. It's kind of edgy. It's it's. I wouldn't say it's complete shit or not. Or totally uncool. It's kind of cool. Um, also, towards the end, it gets kind of dubstepy. Yeah. At the, if you, at the end of the song, there's like yeah. a dubstep kind of thing. So it's, this is definitely early. It's early, early dubstep. It feels like, which is something. And, and then, um, but my my question is, 
Who is he talking to in this one? He's saying, you should feel threatened by me. Right. I don't like it. I don't like Michael saying that. Well, I don't like Michael Jackson saying that. Who is he talking to? Obviously, he's trying to, like, um, you know, harken back to his, like, it's another genre he does, like, the, the hard, like, song. Because he has, right. you know, he has Rod Serling from the Twilight Zone. He's kind of playing the Vincent Price role by doing, like, a, a rap verse at the end of the song. And, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. It, I don't know if it, like, works completely well, but, like, they chopped up his audio to sound like he has bars. It's, like, way more rhythmic. He's rhyming and stuff. And, um, it is more genuinely terrorizing, like, in its sound than, like, Thriller is. Like, Thriller doesn't sound that scary. <laughs> so this right, one is, yeah. is trying to sound scary, and I kind of appreciate that. And yeah. it, it is, like, almost like the dark, twisted version of Unbreakable, though. It, it has, like, the same kind of, like, beat, but it's more, like, fucked up sounding. It's more, yeah, like, Jigsaw style. Yeah. Well, not, <laughs> yeah, but... And I think, yeah, when it comes... When I, it, I think he's, I think he's ahead, embodying a, a character. I don't think he's, like, he himself is that okay, threatening. Okay, you just... And that's... So that's the key to me with Michael, I think. Like, I think he's at his best when it when he is removed from the song, like when he, when it does feel like a character or like I can sing these words, I can sing these songs that I've known my entire life and I still have no idea what I'm saying. It's the ones where it feels personal that I don't, I don't want to know. I don't care. Like I don't want right. to think about it. So this kind of brings me in that of like, I, I never even gave a second thought of who he was talking to or what he's actually saying. It's just, it's like, Oh yeah, this just sounds like a, a Michael song. He's a ghost. He's a, he's like a, he's a freak. He's like, you know, he's a creature, a monster. One thing I I always thought about the song was like when I listened to it as a kid, so I had a CD as a kid. By the way, I forgot to say that. Like I really um was hotly anticipating this album's like debut mm. because I was a a fan of Michael Jackson, like a huge Michael Jackson fan by this time in seventh grade. Um, but I always thought he said, um, quite threatened. You should be quite threatened. I always thought it was quite threat threatened, <laughs> but I think it's like the threatened. There's like it's a, there's just like a sound, a syllable there, like the threatened. Right, but it's, yeah. it's not really a word. I think it's. But I always thought it was quite threatened, which I thought was kind of funny. I thought it was just, I thought it was just a synth. You should be th quite threatened. A synth? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like a word, like a like a. Like oh, maybe a, it is a synth doing a thing there. I don't know if there is a thing. I think he just he just, he just goes, you yeah, should be. Let's threatened. let's hear it. Let's hear it. There's something there. Like that organ. Oh. You hear him going, that threatened. There is a vocal. Yeah. I guess I never noticed that. It still sounds like a synth to me. I think there's a synth uh, there too, but I, there's a vocal <laughs> thing. Maybe like a ah. yeah. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not quite. It's ah. threatened. Goes, fuck, uh, fuck threatened. <laughs> fuck threatened. <laughs> fuck threatened. Threatened. I thought it was kind of cute. He said quite threatened, and I was a little disappointed when I looked at the lyrics, and it wasn't that. <laughs> mm. Cute, you know. Kind of cute for Mike. Cute on a track like this would have been a big mistake. <laughs> Happy he didn't. Um, 
you know what? Now that you kind of put the uh, scary element into my head, yeah, maybe maybe I put this a little too low. Yeah, it's just a forgetful thing for me, really. I just like right. It's it's just such just such a nothing song for me, really. It's still kind the of the song. Is. I feel yeah. that way. The song I feel that way about neither of you has said, and I can't believe it because I still don't right now remember how it goes. Um, uh, I wonder which one. Um, I wonder which one you're talking about. I think I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next, number 10 for me, we're snaking back around, is, uh, and getting how many points are we at? We're at seven points, is 2,000 watts. Two, two. Is that all three of us now or no? No, I didn't say it yet. No, uh, it's nope. probably Dave's number one song. Um. <sighs> Uh, Dave is gonna rank that song so high, and it, as a gag, as a gag, because it's no. a gag. It's a no gag. gags here. It's a gag. Uh, okay, number ten to me, Brandon. Ten. I think we talk about this one. Ten is speechless for me. Ooh, a little bit <laughs> a little, high. For a little, you. Little, yeah. little high, right? Yeah. I surprised myself. <laughs> I'm speechless. I surprised myself putting it this high. Track and eight. this is yeah. Th- so I this is a Danny song. This is the first one by me. We're going to talk about. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. So I had this initially in that bottom four with the other three like Peter Pan like ballad ones, but then I was like, you know what? Thinking back to Dangerous, like if this was the heal the world, this is the one that makes the most sense to me and sounds like the most like a Michael Jackson song. So that's why I put it above those other ones because i'm like this feels like the he- the heal the world of this album to me hmm. there yeah have been other ones. yeah i my thing with this song is like if this type of thing showed up earlier in his career i think it would be a song i like that's why i could didn't rank yeah, like but- you know like i don't this isn't as creepy listening to it as i thought uh-huh. <laughs> I, it's just lame. It's, it's yeah. just lame. Exactly. It's just lame. So lame. It's just yeah. lame. It's, I thought it was. I thought it was high, but it, it it kept moving up because the things below it, I just, I just can't find the things below it. I just don't find as much to really pull from um, positively. Whereas this one, it's kind of lovely. <laughs> this this one is like funny to me, so that's why I think I might have had it a little bit higher. I think it's it's trash. No, I don't think it's trash, but um, it's the other song that he he wrote and produced solely by himself. So it's another okay, yeah. pure expression of his art form, and that sucks. Like that's that's not good to know. <laughs> so this is what he would do by himself. I um, but <laughs> yeah. but I don't believe I don't believe that he wrote the like the music for this at all. Because I mean. He probably only he didn't, maybe wrote didn't the lyrics it, and the melody. But he, but he probably, I mean, he produced it. <laughs> so I, I've got some facts on this song I wanted to tell you guys. I read some interesting stuff okay, about yeah. this song. Actually, Dan, I would so, say if you, if you read what I read, the origin of this song is actually pretty creepy. Yes, that's what I was going to talk yes, about. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I guess disregard what I said about this not being a creep thing. I guess, I guess unavoidable. <laughs> um, so, Okay. First, it was released as a single only in South Korea. So it was a single, but oh. just in South Korea. Um, like Dave said, yeah. like Dave said, MJ only songwriting credits on this one. Acapella to start and end this song. 
The one thing I wanted to mention, though, you, you look at the track order. So on the album, this is track eight. Yeah. This is where mm-hmm. the album takes a fucking nosedive. Absolutely. Uh, the album agree, agree. jumps off a cliff when yeah. you like when you get when you get to this track, turn the album off. Turn it off. Yep. Just just turn it off. Yep. No no point. <laughs> no point in continuing on this song well, forward. Not, honestly. No, no point. No, no point. No point. No purpose. Unless you want to like maybe laugh at like some you know, there's a, total there's some stupidity. good stuff going forward. So for, that's the thing I want to talk yeah. about. I'm going to get to the lyric stuff in a second, Dave, but um, Andre Andre Crouch, do you guys know who that is? No. Andre Crouch, he's essentially the go-to producer for big names that want a gospel choir sound in their recordings. Okay. In the industry, that's he's the guy. If you want a gospel-y feel, but you're like a big pop artist, you go to Andre Crouch. I was reading about him. Okay. So it's his choir featured on this track. Michael has used him for... Man in the Mirror, Keep the Faith, Will You Be There, gotcha. Earth Song. Yeah. He's used this guy for, like, whenever he's doing the choir thing, this is the guy. So that was something interesting. I Which is read, why yeah. I think that he like, he just, like, sings these melodies, and then they, like, they harmonize and do the arrangements for him. I can see Probably. He, he, yeah. 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 He doesn't have that skill. Um. So there's that. Okay, but here's the interview I read. So Michael, in an interview with Vibe Magazine, he said... And I quote, I was with these kids in Germany and we had a big water balloon fight. And I was so happy after the fight that I ran upstairs in their house and wrote speechless. And then he said, fun inspires me. I hate to say that because it's such a romantic song, but it was the fight that did it. I was happy and I wrote it in its entirety right there. It's a love he song. A, it's a love he song. Ha- Written about children that he played with, the, yeah. That he Germany. had a water balloon. That he had a water balloon fight with, and he wrote this. Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> wow. Same time. <laughs> Yikes! Like yike, Mike. Yike. Yeah. You know, I I I said how it's lovely, and I think back in the day, I did think it was more lovely. But yeah, reading that, and it's definitely more in creep territory for for me now. But as a song, I think that there's, you know, I put it a little higher just because I think there's other things that are more nothing and and worse. Um, I just can't imagine ever putting this on to listen to. Oh wait, I read a really funny review. Hold on, this guy, this guy Ben Rayner of the Toronto Star. I guess he's like a music reviewer. He said that the acapellas in Speechless were enough to make a person wish that Jackson actually was unable to make a sound. (laughs) (laughs) And then another guy, Michigan Daily writer Dustin J. Siebert, wrote that the song was a shining example of what happens when the gloved one gets beside himself and writes smarmy crap that should be reserved for a CD changer somewhere in a preschool. (laughs) <laughs> that's so good i like that that's good writing. cd changer in a yeah. preschool brilliant um see so yeah, i wanted to make sure to include that but um yeah maybe i ranked it too high i don't know there's god i it's hard to remove that story like <laughs> about like uh, how he was inspired you know for this but it's it has an epicness i like when he goes epic yeah it doesn't. It's it's epic, uh, but I don't, I don't not my epic. kind of epic. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I also don't like Heal the World at all. I think I, I know I, I hate it, that it, song. It, right, um, it is like so a Heal the World territory. Any time yeah. he, anytime he goes here, like I think it's funny. I, I, I'm entertained because it's it's silly, but I don't think it's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm having a hard time defending my case here. <laughs> maybe, I ranked, maybe I ranked it too high. Was it? Maybe I was in a weird mood listening to this. <laughs> um. Well, speaking speaking to the going off a cliff after speechlessness, right now, funny looking at the numbers for the rankings, every single number, there's nothing above speechless on the track list except for Dave's uh, rogue break right. of dawn. Incorre- in- incorrectly, incorrectly, <laughs> Dave putting break of dawn like way too low. Um, hopefully, it's hopefully so Dan, that's the that only thing your- I'm offended by in our rankings. Hopefully, <clears throat> there's no more offensive stuff that anybody does. That's offensive though that Dave did that. <laughs> Okay, that was your number uh, ten. Yeah. So first, can yeah first cancel Michael for his actions, then cancel Dave, <laughs> and then cancel the podcast. Okay. Right. Um. Okay. So yeah. So Dave, your number ten. My number ten is don't walk away. Okay. Okay. Mine seven points. So now Dave, your number nine. nine. My number nine is oh no, it's um it's cry. Um. Okay. <laughs> I think there's some influence there. I'll keep my. I'll keep that to myself. Okay. I think you're denying how good of a song it really is. Okay. Anyway, so now back to me. <laughs> number nine. I think we talk about it. I think it's "Don't Walk Away." Is number yeah. nine for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is the song where I'm like, "What the? F-? I don't." Right now, I have no I idea. How it goes. It's such a nothing I, song. I, it really is a nothing I song. I do not remember. It but is. It's like a nice, it's a nice But it actually nothing. is good. It actually is like secretly good. That's the thing it, I learned about oh, the song. This is this is the this is the boy's own song. I fucking hate this song. I hate this song. Oh, so it's a much. cover. No, it's not. But it's it sounds like it is. Oh. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, this sounds like a boy's own song. <laughs> boy's own. Ugh, I, God. The thing I I the thing is that fakes you out about this about this song for me is that it starts with like the worst guitar tone and riff in the intro but the song itself i actually do like it's like teddy riley doing babyface and uh it's kind of tevin-esque yeah I, i will admit that it is fairly forgettable but i think if you listen to it like the the meat of the song is is good yeah Every, everything you said, I feel the way about it, another song that we haven't talked about yet. Um, no, I hate this. Yeah, Tevin, Tevin is a pretty good call, Dave. Like, I don't believe it. Brandon um, hates it. Yeah, hating it seems kind of strange. Hate, you it seems kind of strange it? to hate, I, hate that this mel- one. It's just like the least dynamic Michael Jackson melody like ever. Like it's just, uh, it's just so boring. Like it, there's no melodic interest at all. Boring. Hmm. I don't know. I'll bet there's other songs like this that you like. That's the thing, because that's that's where I land too. Yeah. There's this area. This area, yeah, like Dave said. Yeah, like early '90s. It reminds me of like the early '90s ballads. Like Babyface like, or Tevin. It's that's why I like right. it. Right. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but it's not him. Like this is just. Uh, it's just not using his strength as a singer. For me. I think it's interesting because you don't usually hear him hold back that much. That's why I think I like it too. And this like is this a part. nice bridge. I li- yeah. I, yeah, I like the bridge. Yeah. 
It's kind of big. Um, but to align with Brandon, I'm not as harsh as hating it. It is, along with Threatened for me, this is another very neutral song I never remember when I think Forget about this album. Yeah. I really never remember this one. Um, yeah, I, I wrote down my notes. I said, I don't even dislike it. It's just kind of nothing, but it is a nice song. Like that's yeah, that's yeah, it's nice. That's and no- this one. Yeah, nothing nice. Yeah, it's nothing nice. <laughs> um, no, but I will say, going into this album, I completely forgot this song. Like I, yeah, it, this was like I. Oh yeah, I forgot this was on the album because it's like later and it's you know slow and. But I think it's it's a sleeper, sleeper gem. I think it's like actually, I mean I didn't rank it that high, but I, I d- definitely liked it. Yeah. Uh, after listening to it. Yeah, I think I ranked it the highest of you guys. Yeah. I guess I kind of like it. Oh, this part. Who's singing here? It's not Michael. I don't think it's... What is that? I don't think it's Michael singing there. What is that melody? I think it probably is. I think it's a guy from Savage Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I like this part. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, he he riffs you a little ad libbing. That's uh, I don't know. Well, I like it more than the Lost Children. <laughs> Didn't you rank it? Oh, you know you ranked Lost Children last. Yeah, this is number nine for me. It's firmly middle, like middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, whose song was this? Who drafted this? Mine. All right. <laughs> no, Dave's. That was me. Dave, you drafted. Don't walk away. I think so. Uh, Anybody remember? I can look. I don't remember if I even drafted it. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did. Yes. Okay. That was the. It was the one you were stuck with. At yeah. The end. Yeah. Uh, I okay. ended up liking it. I don't. I don't think it's an amazing song. It's definitely forgettable. But eh, I might return yeah. to it. Yeah. I think we're definitely on the same page, except for Brandon. <laughs> all the, yeah. All of us are wow. on the same page, except for one of the three of us. Yeah. One of us. Yeah. One of the three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, okay, so that was your number nine. My number nine, which is getting eight points, yes. Um, I mean, pretty much everything you just said, I, I, that's how I feel about this one, is uh, Whatever Happens. Is, did we talk about it? No. Uh, nope, Dave still hasn't said it. Interesting. And then, Brandon, you um, got an eight here? Yeah, Cry. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Um, you know, I kind of, I, I knew that would happen. I knew I would, I would like cry more than both of you. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, back to me for eight. I think we're talking about this one. My number eight is "You Are My Life." <laughs> eight? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's the biggest wow yet. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'll take some heat. I'll take some heat because I get why. But so there, I think there was like five times I played this and "Don't Walk Away" next to each other. And I said, I don't know which one I like more. <laughs> like I really dislike both of these songs very much. The thing with me is, this one gets stuck in my head a lot. I don't know. It's just like kind of ingrained there. I I, I like the hook. Babyface sings at one point. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a textbook Babyface song. 
It's a good. I think it's a pretty this good. This is my thing. I think song. both of those songs I would not blink if it was anybody but Michael. But because it's Michael, it just rubs me the wrong way for some reason. Mm. I just can't get past it. Hmm. I think it's kind of a good ballad. I don't know. I like it. I also don't hate this song, but it's way more lightweight. It's che- somehow it's cheesier than "Don't Walk Away." I, I think because maybe subject matter. It's like. This, the lyric, this melody I hate, too is pretty cheesy. I hate the lyrics. Like, you are my star. Yeah. I feel like it's a baby face throwaway. I feel like he was, um, it has like the trademark pretty chord changes and delicate acoustic guitar. But baby face was saving the best tunes for himself and other artists. <laughs> he disrespected I, uh, Michael in yeah. that way. I think he had, it's, it's forgettable. I like the second half of this song a lot because you get Michael ad-libbing. It builds a little bit. I, I'm into it. I don't love it. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't love this song. Maybe on a different day, I put "Don't yeah. Walk Away" above it. But I don't know. I, the second half of this song kind of grew for me. I you know, I, and it, it, for some reason, this hook gets I don't know. It gets stuck in my head a lot. <laughs> I do like this part. Yeah, this was co-written with Carol Bayer say, uh, right. Sayer. Right, well. right, yeah. yeah. And yeah, because if you go to later in the song, he's like, "You're my victim, my victim, my wound." Like, I, I like, I, I like it. I kind of like that. I like when he, uh, he riffs a little bit. All right, let's move on. <laughs> wait, play no. Get yeah. let's play that part, Come on, <laughs> please. Okay, wait, yeah. I hate it. I hate. I don't like. I don't like the uh, chorus at all. Yeah. Yeah. The chorus. Like, co- that's what. what that's what rubs me the wrong way. And that's why I, I like it way less than. What about the ad living? Yeah. I don't care about the ad living. See, I can hear the same I don't exact ad living on another song that's better. Exactly. I don't remember how "Don't Walk Away" goes again. Is it "Don't Walk Away"? <laughs> all right. That's so okay. good. I, don't just, walk away. You're just singing "You're in My Life" again. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh wait! I you ju- I just realized why I don't like don't uh, don't walk away. It sounds like that freaking church song "If Today" that we always used to sing. If today, oh my god, <laughs> that's that's probably why. He has a, he has a like, lot of churchy songs. I mean, he's a man of the church. Ugh, not really. Um, all right. So, well, man of the cloth. Dan, you're, Isn't that man was of the your, cloth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe I ranked it too high again. Yeah, but too no, high. I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you guys now. Too high. Stick it with it. That was my number eight. Wow. So factor. we go to. So we go to. I can't. Be- I I'm so happy, and I cannot believe the two songs that Dave hasn't said yet. It was so. I love it because yeah. It's ridiculous. Okay. This is <laughs> ridiculous. Not, I did not expect it's this. Ridiculous. Which is Dave, where am I at now? Your number eight. My number eight your is. Number eight. Doby. <laughs> How's it go? 3D, what song? Dolby. Uh, <laughs> Tell me, little uh, baby, we come and watch the deal. Uh, 2000 watts. 2000 watts. Eight, oh, eight ohms. It's the dumbest. It's the. <laughs> it's so dumb. Okay, I want to hear. I want to hear, Dave, why you put this so high? Because I feel like we may be on the same page. But go ahead. Okay, because it's it's stupid as fuck. But that's why. You may not. It's like stupid as fuck to the point of. 
enjoyment. Like I'm always enjoyment. laughing and like I loving this. Also, when this song came out, a couple things. It's important because it's, it's the first song presented in 3D. That's like <laughs> never been done before. Second, low voice MJ. That was like the most shocking yeah. thing at the time. It's Is the it lowest real we've voice? ever lowest we've ever heard him ever. Did you, did they ma manipulate it or that's just, he's able to do yes. this? Yes. No, it's manipulated and there's a lot of weird like I put this so high because it's the most adventurous production wise of these like vibes of those songs yeah. where at least they're like like the what? Like the hype guy what? stuff going on like it's like yeah. it's it's interesting. It's at least it's it's so stupid yeah. and so funny, but it's at least trying something. Like Prince pitching down his, you know, yeah, pitching I up like, his voice, I pitching like down it. his voice. Like it, it reminds me of that. Like all this is like dangerous, kind of yeah. like yeah. Yeah, lyrically. But go ahead, Dan. But go ahead, Dan. You go ahead and listen to. Uh, you are my life. You know, over speechless. This. Yeah. You put that on over this. I will. <laughs> I like easily will. I easily will. <laughs> this song had a. Uh, That's great. I love that. This song had Nine Inch Nails trembling. Like, they never. <laughs> <laughs> it's like industrial, so heavy. It's a kind of metal sounding. It's for all the gearheads, too. Like, I, that's why I kind of like it. It's a little too inside, like, tech baseball for me. But, like, I like that Michael's passionately riffing, like, tech terms with as much feeling as any love song he's ever sang. Like, that's a kind of fun. Uh, Tyrese has some kind of credit on this, too. Tyrese like co-writer. Co it. Yeah. It's the funniest Ty song. It's the funniest song. Tyrese is the funniest guy in the Fast and the Furious movies. It makes <laughs> sense. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Early, <laughs> early days of listening to this album. So what they're doing is they're saying 2,000, and then right when somebody repeats the line when thousand, he says thousand, thousand, they start another 2,000, 2,000, 2,000. Watch. Like, like they repeat it. It's a row? I, I used to... Right. I used to think they were saying two thousand dollars. Watts. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> if you look at it, it kind of sounds two like that. Two thousand dollars. Watts. Dollars. No, two thousand dollars. Watts. I love this. I love this riffing here. By the way, for the listeners, if you've never listened to this song, the lyrics are two thousand watts, eight, eight ohms. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's saying 2,000 watts, 8 ohms, and then there's other electrical stuff. Yeah. 200 <laughs> volts. Yeah, there's like electric shocks in the yeah. beat. Yeah. Like, it's like... <laughs> Entertain it's a lot of fun. Entertainment factor, yeah, I can't I can't hate on you for that. I don't... Yeah, I'm not going to hate on you for ranking this as high as you did, Dave, because of the entertainment. Yeah. It's just... It's just so, so stupid. I, I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't put it any higher than I did. It's so, so dumb. Yeah, so Dave had it at 8. I had it at 10. You had it at 13. Hey, in in a live show we never got to see, this one would have been an electric. It would have been electric. Yeah. It probably would have been a cool <laughs> live, live performance. Yeah. Probably would have been like sparks and voltage and... Shock the maybe, audience. Like, yeah. Maybe J maybe Jamie Foxx shows up as electro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, two thousand dollars. 
Lots. So you thought it was like in the Lots. Sherlock universe? Like you thought it was... Is it, sorry, is that, it's not Watts. It's Watson. Sorry, not Watts. Never Watson. mind. Watts. <laughs> Naomi. I, was, I thought you said... Oh, you're talking about, you Na- thought it was in the Naomi uh, Watts, Watts yeah. universe. Naomi Watts. Naomi. Naomi. Watts. Okay, so Dave, your number Na- seven. Oh, eight, no, eight ohms. Gnome. Gnome. Naomi. Naomi. 2000 watts, watts. Naomi. Naomi. <laughs> Whoa, cool. Very no, not cool again. Very cool. Cooler <laughs> now. Um, what's my number? This is my number seven. Number seven, getting ten. Points. This is hard. I, I I like all these songs at this point. Actually, I liked every song from Break with Dawn on. <laughs> to be honest, but uh, this wow. one was kind of difficult because a lot of songs like they're kind of similar sounding. So I I put Heartbreaker here. Okay. Um, is it me seven? Because Dave went back to back. Uh, yes, your number seven. My number seven is also Heartbreaker. Um, Girl, I can't take a- wow. Um, okay. My number seven. What is my number seven? Where is it? Oh, my number seven is. Invincible. Are we talking about that one? Not yet. No. Wait. No. Yeah, no. And then six. So then my number six, my number six is Unbreakable. Okay. Which is 11. So Dan, your number six? My number six is also Unbreakable. Okay. My number six is Invincible. Okay, so now we talk about that. Damn, both of you put that one way higher than me, Invincible. Yeah, that was hard. I couldn't tell which one I liked more. So this is the DBPS6 song. Who drafted this one? Yeah. Oh, DBPS6. DBPS6. What am I saying? Um, (laughs) um, I like the beat, I think. I think, yeah, of the, let's call it four songs in this vein, right? Heartbreaker, Unbreakable, Invincible, and... Maybe two thousand watts also. Oh, and threatened. Um, okay, yeah. Of those, like I think, I think this is the worst one. I think. Take, nah, take out. Don't include two thousand. Two thousand watts in its own category. Okay. Of <laughs> unbreakable, heartbreaker. Well, you put threatened below it. Oh yeah, I forgot about no. threatened. Yeah, never mind. Forget what I said. Forget it. Forget it. It's this one is kind of a nothing. This one is kind of a nothing. It falls in like that nothing I, category for me. Well, I like it because, so like, it's that same, so like the other ones that were lower ranked that had that like industrial construction-y, you know, New Jack vibe, this sounds like the evolution of that, like what he should be right. taking that to the next level of and modernizing it. That stuff sounded like it was the hangover. This sounds like it's like inspired by, so it's like just the next level up I, from that. I, okay. could like, I could hear J-Lo like singing over, I guess, a beat like this almost. Um, Kind of oh, Timberlands. Sure, yeah. I think of the first three songs as a trilogy of like New Jack yes. swing revival. Hundred you know. percent. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I just I think they get and worse ha- and worse though. Is but I guess what but, I was trying to say. You know what? This is. I this, think the top three get a oh, little I do worse. Too. Like okay. That's, 
That's my issue. I do. That's yeah. how I. That's how I rank. Yeah. That's how I actually rank. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. That's yeah. how um, I put them. It's good to listen to with headphones on, though. I kind of appreciated more like hearing all like the different. Like it has. This song has pretty great graphics for the time. I think. <laughs> you yeah. know, it just sounds like oh, that's pretty interesting, intricate. Yes. Um, it's cool though. The album's called Invincible, and. Earlier he said I'm a bre- unbreakable. You think he's gonna say he's invincible now? No, she's invincible. Major fake out. Uh, yeah, I kind of like that. He's unbreakable. She's invincible. Yeah. And that's cool. It's a cool idea. In the the lyrics it says he's buying you diamonds and pearls. Have you, did you notice that? Oh. Yeah. Yep. Reference to Prince? Is he trying to say that like? Prince and uh, him are going for the same girl, and Prince outwooed her. Outwooed him for her. Perhaps. I think it's a. I mean, they had a rivalry. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if he's making some kind of reference to Prince. Yeah, I mean, in 2001, I mean, Prince should win a contest if you're going after the same girl. It should. I mean, just he based should. on looks alone. Yeah. Just based on looks alone. I mean, yeah, she should. <laughs> I think any woman in 2001 would be out of their mind to pick Michael over Prince in, in that right. department. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? Yeah, this one's like, it has the. Oh, yeah, this is uh, one of a couple examples where he uses uh, an unknown, just Fats. like a studio rapper. Studio rapper. NJ rapper named Fats. Studio rap. He did yeah. it on Dangerous, too. <laughs> right. so, uh, Black or White. Remember Black yeah, or White? Yeah, that was like exactly. a studio rapper. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird, yeah, to not collaborate. You just get it. Yeah, um, why not? Like, yeah, this cheesy. has like that modern, like swing, shuffly feel, rhythmically different for him. So, yeah, uh, interesting. It's interesting. But yes, out of those kind of trilogy, I put it. The, yeah, the it's definitely cool. Don't get me wrong. It's, I just, it is cool. It's cooler yeah. than I remembered. Kind of holds up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I put um, this one kind of low. I put this one below speechless. <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. Um, Was that my Dave. number five now? Yeah, uh, I just said invincible. So yes, your number five, my, getting twelve points. My number five is unbreakable. Okay. Okay, we talk about it. Awesome. So yeah, we all had it about yeah eleven, eleven, twelve. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Who who drafted this one? This was me. This song is awesome. It's this song cool. Is awesome. This, I think this, it's awesome. This song yeah. has like a he back kind of groove to it. Like yeah. it sounds like the first track. It is the first track. Like here, here's my comeback. Yeah. yeah. Hard. Again, like yeah. I just said about the evolution of the history, Dangerous Era. It's like remember how Jam set the tone. Yeah. Like this sounds like it's like setting the yeah. tone for what should be the album. right. What? The underlying strings are excellent. They were an excellent That's move. That's a very like, like that. This kind of classic Michael uh, sound here. Yeah, I yeah. love. I love this sound. I love the yeah. uh, hard Billy Crystal jazz piano riff at the heart of this song. <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> you know, it's confident. It has swagger. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. great vocal performance. Yeah. Uh, the Biggie verse later in the song. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Um, 
Uh, I saw uh, Brandy has backing vocals yes. credits on this one. I saw that. Yeah. Brandy's on this. Um, it's kind of a song of defiance, you know, like addressing his haters who want him to suffer. But it's not as specific as privacy. Like, he's not saying, like, we don't want the paparazzis, like, coming after me. It's just like a song that anyone could have sang. But it feels like he's, like, yeah. addressing, like, his haters. I'm back. He thought I couldn't do this. Look at this. Yeah, I love the chorus. Yeah. The biggest the, the biggest problem with this song is that it's six and a half hours. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's way too long. Ooh. There's a part where he goes... That's the end. Yeah. Yeah. I like that it's, part. It, it yeah. sounds like bad. That, that that was like a very like, bad move. Yeah, let's go to the end. Go let's to, go go to the uh, the verse. Uh, the yeah. If you can, actually. The biggie part? Yeah. Yeah. It's after this bridge. Uh. A DC woman. <laughs> Something like this... This verse was supposed to be used in a Shaquille O'Neal song. It was already used in a Shaquille O'Neal song. That's the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> saw. It's like it was from a song called. Uh, I didn't write it down. You can't stop the rain. Yeah, you can't stop the rain. It, I guess it wasn't a popular -E song. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a popular song, so they just like took it from that track, put it at the end of this. Um, but I remember at the time. Like, this is the first track. I'm excited for the album. I'm like, this sounds awesome. And then when Biggie came on, I was, like, also blown away. Like, how did they get him? He's, like, dead. Like, how did they get this track? I was, like, so... <laughs> it, like, made me question, like, life and death. It was, like, it was really <laughs> impactful for me. Oh, also, Janet has a song called... A song and album called Unbreakable. Oh. I want, to, I want to get to the part with the hits. I like that part. Yeah. Yeah, it's too long. I have a quote from a, a user from songmeanings.com. Alp Peshkunt. Uh, they said... I don't want to hear it. No, it's not there yet. Um... In quotes, you'll never break me because I'm, I'm I'm unbreakable, Michael Jackson. This was printed on the front page of Times of India as a daily quotation when MJ got released from the child molestation case. I love it. <laughs> God. Wait, right here. Hey. Yeah. It sounds like the 80s. That's why I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Something he would do on bad. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that was number um, eight, right? Or no, number that was, five. Uh, no, that was uh, that was um, number five. So it's Dan's number five now. We're on. We're on number. Yeah, Dan's five. number five. Now it's my number five. Uh, this is where "Cry" went for me. Oh, wait, hold on. What? A, why? Oh, Dave, that was your. I'm sorry, that was your number five. Okay. Okay, so we talk we about talk cry. about cry. Yeah, now. so. I ranked this one of the highest. I drafted this time. song. Let's all right. Let's elephant in the room. Predator in the room. Let's get it out of the way. Wow. 
written, produced, created. I mean, this entire, almost this entire thing is, is R. Kelly. For those that don't know, this is an R. Kelly song. We're talking about it. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, on this podcast, it's like... He, um, you know, he's not getting out of jail anytime soon. If that makes you feel better, right? He's not dead like Michael, but he, um, is in jail. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's no way around it. We're just gonna have to separate art from artist here, big time, in terms of calling R. Kelly the artist because, yeah, I ranked this number five song on the album as, yeah. <laughs> as a song. I mean. I really like this one. This is like within that vein of R. Kelly, tra- R. Kelly epic tracks, right. like um, inspirational. Yeah, like um, uh, fly. Uh, I believe I could fly. Wor- like uh, world's 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 greatest. greatest. Yeah. I-, I wish um, Gotham City kind of remember Gotham City. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, we we so we did an episode. Of the podcast, probably in season one, where we categorize different Michael tracks, and I think this one's part of the Michael charity section. Totally. Remember we did like, remember yes. we did like it. So yeah. this is like one of his like sort of charity songs, philanthropic Michael, man in the mirror. You know, mm-hmm. in this in this area, we are the world, heal the world, free Willy, Earth song, sort of. Um, I think this one kind of stands tall with those. I think it's. <clears throat> Almost as good as some of those. It's like right there. It's like, it's, it's epic. Um, it's definitely better than Heal the World. I like this Heal song the world way sucks. better. Than this Heal song the world. is way better. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is way better than Heal the World. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Heal the World is like charity through the lens of Peter Pan. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like. Um, yeah. My, yeah. My ranking of this is mostly just reflected of. Like I'm not gonna deny how good it is, but I'm just never gonna listen to it. Like I never listen to the even the good versions of those songs as much as I'm gonna listen to the other stuff. Yeah, I mean I love Man in the Mirror. I think that's like the best, maybe the best version of that type yeah. of song. This song I like. I don't love it. Like it's definitely epic feeling, but it feels like a little bit contained too. It's like not quite as epic as it should be, maybe. Um, but I love the idea of everybody crying at the same time tonight and that changing the world is that what he's trying to say Dan is that like what the idea is it's like that was the that was the part where R. Kelly sings a little bit you know what I'm talking about R. Kelly sings a little bit they, 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 they just it just happened I missed it uh, I'm sorry let's go back <laughs> go back a little bit Brandon just go back like 20 seconds alright I'll hold on it's uh, it's in the bridge. Ready? L- l- listen to the backing vocals. Oh, okay, I hear it now. Yeah, that's him there. Um, yeah, I get that, Dave. I um, is, is that the, the idea though? Is it like hands across America, but tears? Yeah, cause the there's only two music videos in this whole album. This is one of them. Um, if you watched it. It's a modern day hands across America. They're just showing people holding hands in different scenes. Um, right. Michael R. Kelly nowhere to be found in this video. Neither right. of them are in it. It's just showing people together. But I read that it's filmed only in different parts of California and Nevada. So, right. 
not quite a global song, but yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be. But it's a regional, it's regional. Hands across um, the region, it's Southwest. I really <sighs> hands across the Southwest. Man. I love the hook. I'm sorry. No, sorry. I think I think it is. I good. love the hook of this a lot. Like I, I when I think of this album, I think of this song a lot. Like I was. When I was really into this album, I was listening to this song a lot. I really, really like this one. Um, I think it's the only, oh. it's one of the only redeemers in the second, in the back half of the album is okay. this one. I think this one is, the album is the album dips in quality. I think it goes back up again with this track, personally. I love the single cover. Did you see the single cover? Is it like the album cover with a tear? Like <laughs> yeah. A, it's yeah. the album cover, like the picture of Michael. But zoomed in on his eye, and then like a blue tear coming out. Yeah. Yes. It's just such a. <laughs> I remember using that when I would when I was u- utilizing album art, like in iTunes. I remember yeah. that. Like, um, Dave, you said "Man in the Mirror" is the best one. It probably is, but a very, very close second for me is the one from Free Willy. That one's so good. That's a great one too, of course. Yeah. That one is. Sometimes I like that one better. Oh, me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's a little bit less charity, though, right? It's just, that's more of like a love song with a gospel yeah, yeah, vibe, right? Same area, but yeah, not quite, not full charitable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he releases the charity. Well, obviously, we are the world. Obviously, we are the huge, world. huge charity song. Yeah. But he, but the the post nine eleven one is also this year, which he releases. Oh, yeah. Only a couple months after this, like a month or two after this album comes out, he mm. puts out the, um. You know what the weird thing is that it was actually on the album, and then he cut it. <laughs> so he knew um, he knew that nine eleven was was happening, basically. <laughs> what before it happened? It's um. What more can I give? That's what, what it was called. What I more? Give? What more can I give? Um. Okay. What more fucks can I give? So, B side on this on the cry single was one of the tracks that got cut from the album. Shout. Okay. It's a uh, it's a uh, dark child produced. It's like um, you know one of the another one of the dub, dubstepy songs. Should we listen to it? One of the songs that got cut. Mm. When we did bad, we listened to a street, we listened to Streetwalker. We yeah, maybe at the end. Let's do it at the end because right. if we have time. Okay, fair. Um. All right. So my number five, getting twelve points. We talk about it now. Is Heartbreaker. So, uh, yeah, I kind of had, um, like, Invincible, Unbreakable, Heartbreaker all in a row. Yeah. Um, I, I would definitely flip-flop back and forth between this and Unbreakable, which one I like more. I think this one, I gave the props for the, like, very modern sound, at least of the time. Yeah. Um, it's super Timbaland-esque. Like the yeah. beat is pretty sick. I think, yeah. our, and like the acoustic guitar, yeah. like that was a big, big yes. thing of that time mm-hmm. with the hip hop beats. Right. It's almost like a precursor to the the Justin song with yeah. the acoustic guitar. Like yes. I love you, definitely is. I yeah. F- I think yeah, I kind of all like had them in the same place too, Brandon. But this song, I think I maybe like the the hook I like the least. Like the song itself is like a little bit more lackluster, but the but the production is. Is awesome. Yeah, it's like yeah. how I kind of landed I on it. I, I agree. Yeah. You don't like the hook. I like it, but not as much as the other ones. I guess it's it's oh, wow. it's kind of confusing. I don't think it's. 
as good of a song without the production, but the production is mm, maybe the best. Interesting. I um yeah, yeah. I think I agree because like Unbreakable sounds like like a Michael again. It sounds like a Michael song. This sounds like it could have been another artist, but this one works really well for him. Yeah, with the production. I had this one stuck in my head the most prepping for this show. Yeah. This this hook I get. I was gonna argue that I think it's maybe the catchiest hook on the whole album. I think this hook like the hook is just like. Okay, maybe you're right. I just. I don't know that. I just. I was singing that the whole week. The verse is forgettable or a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I. I really like it. And also coming soon is another. Studio rapper, rappers. There's another one of this song too. Yeah. Um, it's Pats again, right? Um, oh, is it the same guy? <laughs> I think it's the same dude. Yeah, the same dude on tracks two and three. Okay. <laughs> and it's funny. It's literally the same formula in the first three songs. There's a, you know, verses. Yeah. There's the bridge right into the rap verse. Um. But what else was I gonna say about this? It's funny that this like follows Unbreakable too, because like he says I'm unbreakable. I guess like every part of him is unbreakable, but his heart, like his heart is breaking. The next <laughs> track, yeah, like yeah. already contradicting himself. Fast, it's so short, <laughs> so short. <laughs> um. I wonder what he's doing. I wonder what Fat is yeah, doing fats. today. Um, the last minute. And a, I just call him Fat. Sorry. The last <laughs> minute and a half of this song. Again, too long of a song. <laughs> too long. Um, the last minute and a half gets dubstepy. It's another like. Yes. He, there's like a mm-hmm. there's like a dubstep thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Production's great. October 29, 2009. User B Naives 0313 said. And people thought he was gay? Police! Look at these lyrics. They're just filled evidence that he is not. Love the beat of his song. So this song is evidence There's that he's not, we haven't talked about. he's not gay. There's a song we haven't uh, talked about where someone could say that, but is like so phony. Oh my um, god. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here we go. Here's the dubstep. Yeah. This is yeah. the dubstep part. That's cool. I mean, I'm a big dubstep fan. And this is a. Uh, this is great. All right. What else do we have? Th- Thrill X. Yeah. Thrill X. Um, <laughs> Thrill X. Thrill X. <laughs> Thrill X. Um. Um, okay, so that was my number five. So my number four, getting 13, uh, I guess its first appearance is Heaven Can Wait. Okay, gotcha. So you went back to back there, Brandonian? Yeah. Uh, number four for Danny is also Heaven Can Wait. Wow. Number four for me is You Rock My World. Okay, that means... <laughs> Brandon, do you know what song of Dave's is in the top fucking three then? Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what? <sighs> okay. what? Okay, okay, okay. It's personal preferences. Um, 
What song did you just say was? I'm sorry, Dave. What you rock my world. Was four? Was number four. It was number four. Okay, incorrect. So what's uh, what's number three? <laughs> Whatever happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't let go. <laughs> so this is one of my tracks. Um, number three for Dave. Good God. Ripped on Santana a lot on the show, but guess you well, like him here. Yeah, so this was initially a song that I kept forgetting what it was, but then the more I listened to him, like, this is good. It is good. I may even like it more because I ran out of time. And it's unique. It may be, like, the most unique. Exactly. Right? It's the most like for unique. Michael. Yes. It's, like, the most unique Michael song it's, of this, like, and era. And it feels so of the era, too. That's why I like it. Y- yes. Like, he's never done anything like this. Yeah, he, he stole it. And him and Teddy Riley took the credit. I read a lot about this. Oh, really? It, yeah, yes. Yes. Um, so That's this why is I like it. Tr- I love the story. This, Dan, this is, <laughs> so, Michael's, this is Michael's smooth. So I read this a lot his, about this. I, <laughs> and I think it should have been a bit, as big. I think it should have had, uh, been as big as smooth. Um, so, yeah, lyrically, right, it's um, they're saying repeatedly in the song, it's a, it's, a, it's a couple say, kind of saying to each other, whatever happens, don't right. let go of my hand. So it's kind of like mysterious. Like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Like, what's, what's happening? It's dramatic. Um, I like that. But in one of the verses, Michael talks about how he says he's working day and night. Okay. Maybe a nod to yeah. Yeah. one of his friends. He's working day and night. Thinks he'll make her happy, forgetting all the dreams that he had. He doesn't realize it's not the end of the world. It doesn't have to be that bad. She tries to explain it's you Bad. that makes me happy. So they're going through like a rough patch. It's like uh, a couple going through like a rough patch, sort of. Yes. That's kind of what I took from this. Um, but it's it's unique. But I think it's mostly crap. But it's it's, it's I, what I like. Even if it's, it is that, it's like it sounds like they're in a dangerous situation. It, it just yes. reminds me of like a Robert Rodriguez like movie. It's like. Um, also has like cool like almost Ennio Morricone style like Western little like strings in it and and vocals and uh, it's kind of like Michael leaning into his Latinx Lothario persona like he's kind of like music's Antonio Banderas um, I think visually <laughs> kind of like looks like that in this era with like the long <laughs> black hair and like the the fedoras and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, like the Desperado, Desperado yes. type of guy. And uh, Carl Santana on guitar and whistle. And whistle, yeah. Did not know he was a whistler. And He's I think doing it's the whistling. Very talented whistler. The whistling is... It's something. Uh, I like it. It's I, there. Yeah, closest, closest Michael will ever have to a Bond song. Kinda yeah. feels Bondy. Yeah, this feels, feels cinematic. It, I, like, it's a good song. I, it's definitely a little corny with the, you know, the Carlos Santana guitar. I'm mad I put it below "Cry." I'm mad I put it yeah. below "Cry" now. When we do this album again, like we'll we'll definitely have to re-rank whatever happens <laughs> higher. Everybody. Damn. But Dan, when I was I a kid, kind of cool. When I was yeah. a kid, I used to love this song too. It was one of my favorites as a kid. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm very nostalgic for it. So let me tell you guys what I read about this. Um, So I found an interview with the actual writers of the song. Their names are Gil Kang and Jeffrey Williams. 
they put out like a demo of the track in 1999, which I have, could play it. Like oh. the demo is kind of interesting by these other guys. Um, okay. It's it's better. It's better. It's better. It's absolutely better. I think I think so. Can you at least um, play, the, play the ending though? Oh, where they say hi to each other? <laughs> yeah. Where they say thank you to each other? Yeah. yeah. It's a, even like the last like 10 seconds. Oh, here we go. Ooh, that's good. Um, <laughs> he says, thank you, man. Thank you, Carlos. Carlos says, Carlos says, thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let me tell you about this interview with this guy, Gil Kang. So in the interview... They said the song was first offered to Mario Vazquez. Okay. That was a contestant As on American should. Idol. Contestant yeah. on American Idol season four. Okay. Mario went to Teddy Riley's lawyer to see if Teddy would produce him. And that's oh. how it eventually got to Michael through Teddy wow. Riley. So Teddy. Gil, Gil, the writer of this song, also said, I love Michael's version. The song is about... Okay, I love Michael's version, but he says what the song's about because it's a little mysterious. Gil wrote the song. He said, the song is about a girl who discovers that she is pregnant. Mm. So, kind of interesting. People mistake the first sentence of the song. It's actually, he gives a nervous smile, not he gives another smile. That's what Gil says. It's a -hmm. nervous smile. And and Gil said, it always makes me nervous! Exclamation point. Um, All right. Uh, he said they had it wrong uh, Mario, in the album booklet. Mar- Mario Vasquez did do, he sang on this song, on this version of the song. Right. Though. So they, they did get him like in the, I guess in backing vocals or something, but it was supposed yeah. to be just his and Teddy Riley took it and said, no, I'm giving it to Michael Jackson. So they, in the interview, they asked him, when listening to your demo in the final version on Invincible, there's no real difference in melody, text, etc. Why are Teddy Riley and Michael Jackson credited? Was it a copyright issue? As in, give us credit, otherwise you will never see your song on the album, and Gil said, exactly. So, uh, that's so kind of what they happened. They paid him off, but then they then took credit? Um, or something like that? I guess they said, give us credit, otherwise you'll never see your song on the album. So they must have given him something. I mean, it's his song. It's his song. Um, but, so, wow. sounds like a shitty thing. Michael... Story, wow. not, not not the first time for Michael doing something. Disappointed. In, I'm disappointed in, in Michael. I gotta say that. Um yeah. I really th- I really want to play Brandon, can you go to YouTube and just play play a little bit of the demo? Because it's kind of cool. It's if you so search Gil Kang, G-I-L-C-A-N-G, whatever happens. It should be like the first whatever, result. Whatever, whatever. I, like I think it's I think it's really cool, this demo. At least the first little bit. Ooh. It's kind of sick. She can't stay in the room. She's consumed. But everything that's been going on. She says, whatever happens, don't let go of my hand. Everything will be alright. He assures her. Pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, yeah. Everyone in the comments saying, in the comments section saying that they gave 
the soul. That's the comment section. I'm telling you, I read the interview, man. Listen, I just it's just you could just tell they're like they humbly gave this yeah. soul to <laughs> right Michael like. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting right, backstory. Happens, yeah, great. Song. Yeah, maybe maybe great I rank this one too low yeah. too. <laughs> All right, my number. So that was your number. Yeah, Dan's three. number three now. So Dan, your number three. Um, Break of Dawn was number three. Oh, Break of Dawn. That was my number eleven. Yeah, ridiculous. Number three is where Break of Dawn goes. Um, and my number three is also a Break of yep. Dawn. Another Danny song. Put ah. it on. What did I miss about this song? I don't know. <laughs> so I, I, uh, yeah, okay. The main thing with this song is this is track four. Mm-hmm. I have the take of takes here. I have the take of takes here. Okay. Maybe it's not that hard of a take, but starting with this song, Break of Dawn, track four, this four track stretch, starting with Break of Dawn on this album, is among his best run of songs on an album in his entire career. I would say at the at the very late at the very least his best since bad. This run of four songs in a row are fantastic. This run of I sometimes when I go back and listen to Mike, it's been a while since I've really done that, but when I would do that, I would just put on these four songs. I wouldn't listen to any other track of this album. I would go back, I would listen to these four in a row. Because okay. it's an amazing run of tracks. So I want to say that. Now, this song, written and produced by Mike and Dr. Freeze. Dr. Freeze, who we've talked about in the show before. Poison. I want to sex you up. I want to sex you up also. Oh, okay. And Poison, the producer of both of those songs. So yeah. you, he does cool shit. Like, this is another example of a very cool sex jam. Um, so once you totally remove from your brain what Michael looks like at this time, it's an excellent sex jam by him. <laughs> Just take away what he looks like. Yeah. It's a great sex jam. Um, I love like the flute, the synth flute. I, I love it. I love it. Um, maybe it's real flute. I don't know. But this song is phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. I love the production. It's the type of slow jam I love. That's it. Right. Yeah, my take on this and that run, basically, because like as much as I like those first three songs and like the, feel like they are like an evolution of the like history and danger stuff, this feels like okay. Yeah, if he did a whole album of this, it feels like him kind of trying new things, trying like just kind of just doing like R&B. Uh, I wish so bad he just did an R&B album, man. It would have yeah, been amazing. I guess that's true. It would have been amazing. This song is fantastic. I think, uh, yeah, maybe I've, I've probably ranked this a little too too low. But something about him singing this song, I just like, I, I, I don't like him singing this song. It makes That's me feel uncomfortable. I like, I remember as a kid, well, so that, when yeah. this song came on, I always was like, this is really pretty sexual. And I was like listening to it around my parents. I didn't like that vibe. And like the image of a woman's body clinging to Michael's printer paper white body. <laughs> Like he used the word cling. I remember like just thinking like, Ugh, is that like kind of jizzy? Like feels like kind of jizzy and like it's just always <laughs> stuck with me. And I always never liked it. And the song always made me feel like I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear him sing the song. 
I have the same kind of reaction with certain things where I'm like, where he's like, we'll go on, I'll take you on a cruise, we'll walk to the park late at night. I'm like, he, he, is a, no, he, he buying never it, yeah. did that and he never would do I'm not that. not buying the song as much. Like, it's just very, yes. That is the, that is the, to me also the, the, um, the downside. Okay, but, but he I, lies I like, all the like time. He lies all the time. He doesn't time. lie when he sings Speechless. He doesn't lie when he sings Lost Children. And when he sings 2000 Watts, he definitely doesn't lie. That's when I hear like his passion. Yeah, he doesn't this lie when he turns into a werewolf either. <laughs> um, he doesn't like. No, I, I know what you're saying. I just, for whatever reason, this song, like. He's better when he me. lies. The truth sucks. The truth is awful. I want him lying more. Yeah. This is fantastic. It is better than I, I ranked it. I, sh I should have ranked it a little bit higher. Just remove his face. There's a cool harp on it. Amazing song. I like the harp on it. Yeah. Dan? Yes. This song and the next song like, kind of have like a yeah. very similar vibe. Like, they it, rule. They flow into each other very yeah. well. They rule. So, so that was, um, yeah, that was my number three. Um, so that makes my number two, you rock my world. Okay. Um, and then Dan, your number two is you rock my world. So we could talk about that now. Okay, so they've ranked this what, yeah, like four number, or five. Dave? Number four. Okay. I, uh, so this is another Danny track too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so this is the opening. Uh, Chris Rock. So we'll get to the video. The video is, I think, one of the bigger conversations I want to have about yeah. this song. Um, so we'll talk about the song to start. So it's Michael and Dark Child. So Dark Child, also, we haven't said it. He there's like a group of people he collaborates with a lot. It's yeah. his brother, Fred Jerkins III, and then LaShawn Daniels. Those are the other two that he collaborates with a lot. And Nora Payne is also credited on this one. Um, lead single from the album. Uh, this one they were, they put out before the album came out, August 22nd. So this right. this song came out before the album did. Album didn't come out till October. It's his final top 10 song while he's alive. It's his last one. Um, peaked at number 10 on Billboard. Hit number one in a lot of other countries. So humongous global song. It hit number one in a ton of other countries. Um, Love never felt so good. Entered the top ten in 2014. That's after he's dead, though. Right. So he did have another song into the top ten, but that's after he's dead. That's the one with Justin Timberlake. This is the only. I think it's the only one that's nominated for a Grammy. Uh, it's nominated for a Grammy for best male pop vocal. It lost to "Don't Let Me Be Lonely Tonight" by James Taylor. Deservedly so. Um, <laughs> he has only performed this song live twice. Um, both at the Madison, yeah. the, the two September shows <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. Um, the Michael Thurth anniversary concert. That's the only time these songs have ever been performed in front of a live um, And one was with, with Chris Tucker coming out and like surprise dancing. And Usher, He's dancing too. with Usher, right? He's dancing with yeah, Usher. Yeah. And Chris yeah. Rock, sorry, Chris Tucker comes out and like does like joke dancing and makes him laugh. It's um, I think it's the best, easily the best Dark Child on this album. Maybe the yeah. best Dark Child song, period. Okay, I, 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 it's amazing, deservedly the big hit song. It the the bounce, the hook. I mean, it's this song makes me 
this makes me feel pretty nostalgic and yeah. happy. Like, there's a happiness that comes with this song. I, I, I love the vibe. So, yeah, this is that's, the most, that's all I'll say. Go ahead. This is the most, like, vi- like classic MJ song. This feels like a classic song. It could have been, like, you know, uh, Remember the Time era, like, Dangerous, probably. I was just going to say, it's like, it's like uh, Remember the Time style. Totally. Next, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. And it's like an instant classic. This is a, the one song from this album that you'll hear still like out oh, all in the, the world. Yeah. Nothing else really like, you know, penetrated the uh, mainstream audience. But um, yeah, and then like the rock, it's kind of like harkens back to rock with you, the smooth rocking, like that having, you know, having yeah. rock in the title. Classier Billy Crystal jazz piano riff um, than Unbreakable. <laughs> Yeah, it's got that like, you know, '70s, but then revived house yeah. piano, but now revived for yeah. this. Like, it's cool. it is cool. Well, okay, what you go on to about the video, Dan? Yeah, so it's one of two music videos. So he went back to his mini movie music video roots. It's 13 minutes long. Yeah. Um, directed by Paul Hunter, who's done a lot of music videos. A lot of big... He's directed like a ton of huge music videos. He also directed the movie Bulletproof Monk. Uh, um, so, the video, the most obvious thing here is that it's a combination of Smooth Criminal and The Way You Make Me Feel. Right. It's those two ideas, I would say. This mm-hmm. video, totally. Like, this sort of... It feels like same universe as Smooth Criminal. Right. Same, like, theatrical like, universe. Like but old Hollywood gangster. But, it right? takes, but this is this is more Cuban. The, the vibe, this is more, more Cuba. Cuban, right. This is Cuba, Miami vibe, but right. same gangster. Like, 40s, smooth 50s. Criminal. Like, right? I think it's just the, I think it's, in general, the Michael Jackson cinematic universe. Yeah. Because he, all, like, right. the choreography is from the Dangerous video that they, that they didn't do. Right. So, oh, okay. Narratively, it's the way you make me feel. It's right. Girl shows up. So okay, but buddy cop. Chris, but also buddy cop. Um, Okay, so it's Chris Tucker. He references a ton of Michael's songs with his dialogue in the beginning. He's yeah, yeah. They they keep they keep doing. He says the girl is mine. He says Heartbreak Hotel, which is very that's a deep cut. Jackson's Uh, right. Jackson's yeah. He says Pretty Young Thing. Um, He also says. I think we should beat it. That girl is dangerous. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. Says, he says Shimon a lot. He's like, Shimon, Shimon. Yeah, like, yeah. It's very, it's very so, funny. Yeah. Um, and then I, the Rush Hour 2 thing. I th- right. Uh, I think he says you're not alone at one point also. Um, but then besides Chris Tucker, you have Michael Madsen uh, and you have Marlon Brando as like <laughs> yeah. the main big, big villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. So... Uh, so the girl in it is Kashaya Dudley. She's the girl that, that that they're chasing, that you know they're, they're obsessing over. She's primarily a choreographer uh, in real life. She's like a big you know, like music video choreographer, but not for this video. Um, but she did. They just feature her. There's also a break in the music for a beat it style dance fight. Right. You you get that, which yeah. is fun. Um, it's also stomp influenced. There's like oh, a yeah. stomp element mm-hmm. uh, as well with like yeah. the. With Michael's vocal percussion, as like as well as you know, like physical percussion, like, mm-hmm. um, and then he eventually kisses the girl, but they show it as silhouettes. So okay, again, 
this is like the main point I want to make. And Dave, I think you brought this up off pod too. Yeah. Michael is doing everything he can to not show what he looks like. Right. Like, he's got the when look. He's the performing. Hat, the hat is, when he's yeah. performing, the hat when is very hat. low. It's a cool look, but it's very clearly like, it's so tough. This is where I, I do feel bad because he's trying to do something very cool and he looks as uncool as any human being can look. <laughs> he looks horrible. Yeah. Right. He looks, his face, he looks horrendous at this point. This isn't the worst it gets. He starts to get even worse right. than this. It, but, it might be the worst ever captured in music video though. Like Correct. Yeah. Um, it's really awful, uh, but... The performance, the dancing. I mean, I, I like it's it pretty, all. It's I really like. Fun. I, yeah. I like this video. It's 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 a very fun video. Um, it's just unfortunate that it's him and what he's he obs- looks like. He's like he, his hat yeah. is down, so it's obscuring his eyes and nose. You get his chin. Um, like the yeah. idea that he's bringing any girl home is totally far fetched. Yeah, you know what's interesting couple things i love about this video is like i think chris tucker he's like he's also like mimicking the dancing like uh, like they keep cutting to him dancing like on the side and it's always pretty yeah. funny like he's, he's it's pretty funny yeah. watching chris tucker yeah. dance right he's the other yeah, thing he's, is yeah. he's doing like little dance moves yeah like marlon brando definitely doesn't need to be in this video at all like his character <laughs> he's like zero lines clear. he has like he has one no line lines. at the end no so MJ and Marlon Brando, like two of the most like iconic people ever, they share a scene together at the end, and it's the worst probably either one of one of them have ever looked on camera, and it's such like a, a like strange non confrontational scene. Like it's not even like it's not it's so anticlimactic. Like by the time we get them facing off, it's just very very weird. But it's just like it's just sad because like both of them like you know have like iconic looks and they both look pretty bad in their own ways you know yeah it's rough (laughs) towards the end of their lives yeah (laughs) so yeah like just make you could have just had michael madsen as like the main bad guy would have been yeah you you didn't need to like to add another like movie (laughs) layer of like no he's not actually the big bad i mean if you're gonna like (laughs) like yeah it's i also like that mj keeps doing like the like italian fuck you like he's like he incorporates that into his dance move (laughs) his dance moves Oh yeah, yes. You know, like the chin <laughs> fuck you thing. What is that called? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Fug, fug you, fug you. Like forget about it. Yeah. Fug you. Yeah. Um, classic, classic track. Um, Dan, I remember watching that music video with my family. It was like a big thing, like when it premiered, and like at the end, we're like, he didn't look that bad. He actually didn't look that bad. <laughs> like like telling ourselves that like yeah i think they're they're playing themselves because they, they call each other michael and chris so in right. this universe they're playing themselves and like they're at this restaurant michael and chris tucker eating together and they stiff the guy on the bill like michael's billionaire and like, right but not in this universe but they so. imply they they imply that they go every night because they're like we'll pay you tomorrow yeah uh, like, true. Like yeah. when they're running away, and then he says, fuck, "Like I'm gonna chop up. off your head or something like that." Yeah, he says something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. What else we got? C- classic track might be in my top ten Michael songs. That that one maybe. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's great. Yeah. Where whatever happens is a little bit better, but it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's one position better. 
What um whose turn? So Dave so Dave's number my two. My number two is butterflies. And then is it my number one? My, yeah, so then you're my number, number one's one. a heaven can wait. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So we can um, talk about that. Yeah. This is wow, a cool song. Number one. It's a really cool song. I love this song. So, this one also is so different, and that's why I think I put it over butterflies. I'll tell you why I don't. There's like one main reason why I don't. I, mostly lyrically. It's a little too religious for me. No, I like that. I like the lyrical content. It, it kind of like takes it over the edge for me. And I, it's just so weird that he's saying like he's on the. It's a man. It's like on. The like, is he about to die? Death? Is he about to die? And he's right. Like, yeah. Demanding <laughs> the angels take him back because he doesn't want to see his girlfriend with anybody else. Like, it's like you have to bring me home right now. It's just so strange. It's too religious for me. Check out this lyrical preview right here. I like this part. It's the best <laughs> bass. So good. The bass line in the song is fantastic. Yeah. The groove is amazing. I love this song. It's just like a combination of uh, gospel, kind of smooth jazz, breakbeat. It's kind of creepy, like kind of cinematic. I just think it's like such a unique song and of the era. Um, oh, the, the harmony there is really good. Yeah. Too. I just yeah. That's why I liked it more. Butterflies, which will be number one for you guys, yep. is like a brilliant song, but it's a little bit more like regular. And that's why I think this one is one of, is my favorite compared to it. It's nothing regular about it. It's just more of a standard song, I'd say. It's a bit, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect song, but it's a little bit more standard than this. No, it's, a, it's offensive. Um, no, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I really love this song. I, what, in the draft, I had like one of the early picks. I went back and forth between Break of Dawn or this one. And on a different day, I might rank Heaven Can Wait Over Break of Dawn because it is very cool. They're both kind of neck and neck in terms of like vibe and like the type of jam in this part of the album. Yeah, this is track five. So this is right after Break of Dawn. And then as you rock my world and then butterflies. I mean, this stretch is amazing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Yeah. I have this kind of like in this in the same kind of like you just said, Dan, with the same kind of vein as Break of Dawn. This one, I, I feel like, just tends to lose steam for me more than Heaven Can uh, Break oh, so of Dawn cool. does. The strings. The strings are fan. I love so cool. the strings in yeah. this song. I love the... Yeah. And his ad- probably his best ad-libbing is yeah, this song. I, I think it's probably so this song. Like... So intense. Yeah. See, I actually believe this way more than, than Break of Dawn. Because it's like less sexual. It's more like... Bring me back yeah. to my yeah to earth. Be- believable believability. Yeah, yeah okay. it's higher for yeah. me. It does feel it does feel like a worship song. That's why like like it feels like like a right. like a church like a church song. Yeah, yeah, it's gospely, but it's. Have you heard a song that sounds like that? I, I mean, maybe like some like Destiny's Child a little bit, but like the strings and. No, it's it's pretty unique. It's pretty yeah. different. Yeah, I love his his. Oh, the ending too. He gets to pepper in the paranoia MJ at the end because he keeps saying "Leave me alone." He gets to say "Leave me alone," which is his favorite catchphrase of all time. That's right. 
That's so cool. That is so cool. Uh, yeah, it's great. Maybe I'll stay. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll stick around. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I'm considering not dying. Also, great Warren Beatty movie. So, what is? Heaven can wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So this is me and Brandon's number one. In uh, my number two, yeah. Yeah, butterflies. Um. I mean, we talked about it in the past of how it is, like, like you know, there is the the original songwriter's version of the song. Um, but it's like the most, it, it is the most, I think, like, evolved use of his voice. Like, he had never, first time I heard this, I was just like, I never heard Michael do anything like this. Like, yeah, just that kind of just straight up R&B, modern, though. The descending horns in the chorus are perfect. And like like David, you said, it is it is like textbook. It's like it's one of those things where you're like, this like had to exist. Yeah, it's in a it's way. a perfectly like, like, constructed song and executed. It's 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 amazing. And this is the reason why I said this song in particular is why I said he's at the top of his game vocally. Because yeah, it's it's like it's majestic what he's doing. And it captures like his yeah. sensitivity, um, in a more you know, I guess like accessible way than his Peter Pan shit. You know, it's like almost like the same totally. Peter Pan sensitivity, but this this time it's not creepy at all. It just like feels like feels good to hear him be vulnerable. And then this is one of the one of the best moments. Right yeah, here. this he slays here. Best. Is it the best? Right here. And this is and Dan, I'm sorry, but this is my favorite bass. This is oh this one, it's, yeah. It's actual because it's actual bass and it's like doing like little neo soul like fiddly. Yeah, things. that's fair. But they're both great, you know. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so best song of the album, not written by him. Uh. Marsha no, Ambrosius. No, no writing credit at all, right? Not at all. It, did Marsha Ambrosius write this entirely? Is it just is it her song? Her, yeah, remember her and Andre, Andre Harris, like had, says. Andre Harris. Andre, uh, yeah. from Dre, he's a part of a production duo, I think, Andre Harris. Dre and Vidal. Yeah, they've done a lot of songs. Yeah, Marsha Ambrosius, because she does the, the Flowetry version, which is also really good. Um, yeah. There was a time in high school where I was, um, like, notating songs. Like, you know, remember, remember we did Billie Jean and Dave, you started it and I finished it. If you remember, yeah, remember, um, you basically did it like the hardest part and I just kind of completed it. Uh, like, you figured out all the chords and I just did everything else. Uh, <laughs> if you remember, um, I tried to do that with this song at one point. Oh my god! There was a period of time where I was trying to do it. Because in my head, I like thought maybe Brandon, like me, you, not Dave, uh, <laughs> Steve, um, John Peterson, Tommy, maybe we could, we would like sing. I had this vision of like, I sing, like, I was so obsessed with this song, but never happened. I never finished it. It was, wait, I realized how long it was going to take, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not good enough. Like, 
to uh, notate out an entire song like this, but I was so obsessed with it. Um, this is one of those songs I've listened to among the most in my life, like of any song, period. This one's up there. Oh. High song count for me. Um, it's a perfect song. It's I'm obsessed with it. I It's definitely, it's in my top five Michael songs, period. This one. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's, amazing. it's perfect. You know, it, it reminds me of like, what's the song from Off the Wall that's like jazzy that uh, Stevie Wonder oh, uh, um, wrote? I love it. I love that song. I can't uh, help it. Yeah. It has like that feel. Yeah. So it's I like, it, I, I went it kinda, back and listened to Off the yeah. Wall recently, and that one I was like, oh my God, is this my new favorite? This one rules. I forgot how good this is. Is, it, is that Stevie Wonder or is that some. Is that a different person? I forget, but that song and like there's another song on the album that kind of sounds like sounds like that, kind of like the '70s, like sophisticated soul there's, funk, like a uh, I'd have to Roberta, look at the track. Roberta Flack style, almost like. I have to look at the track list again. Girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend is what I'm thinking of. It's the worst one. Girlfriend. <laughs> the the Paul song. Yeah. Paul written song, right? All right, that's it, right? That's all. This, that's all the tracks. That's yeah. So we'll reveal the the rankings. Um, so going from the bottom up, based on our scores, Lost Children number sixteen with four points, Privacy number fifteen with seven points, Threatened number fourteen with fourteen points. You Are My Life, number 13 with 15 <laughs> points. Speechless, number 12 with 16 points. Don't Walk Away, number 11 with 17 points. Uh, number uh, 2000 Watts is number 10 with 20 points. Tied for eighth place is uh, Whatever Happens and Invincible with 27 points each. Uh, seventh place, <laughs> Cry. With 29 points. Uh, sixth place, Heartbreaker, 32 points. Tied for number four uh, is uh, Break of Dawn and Unbreakable with 34 mm. points. Number three, Heaven Can Wait, 42 points. Number two, Rock My World, 43 points. And Butterflies, number one, with 47 points. Dan takes it down with 149 points total. Wow. Uh, Dave is in second place with 129, with me at 103. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> and DBP. And, uh, uh, I had the number. I had the number one song. Uh, DBP S6 said 27. <laughs> I had the number one song, but I also had three of the bottom four. Sometimes the first pick um, is a curse. And yeah, yeah the so, first pick. So yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but when it came back around to me. The only song left that I, I like I would have taken in retrospect or two or whatever happens in Heartbreaker. Like yeah. those really and I again I didn't know by the names at that point. Like everything else good was gone. So but uh hey, that's why we draft, that's why we do it. That's why we did this. Was it worth it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't think it was worth it? It was <laughs> had fun. I I really um, I enjoyed it, was, it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um is uh, is yeah, Dan's yeah. 149 like the highest points we've ever had in uh one of these things? One of these I don't know. There, there, there was the album where Brandon rigged it. 
Uh, right. <laughs> the, 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 the radio okay computer. Head, the, okay, computer, where Brandon just completely rigged it and lied. Every song he drafted was like... I, I lied and ranked them. I, I drafted my favorite songs. Weird. <laughs> Those weren't your favorite songs until after the draft. Right, correct. <laughs> like, actually, the song's really good. The song I drafted was actually it's really good. Um, and, but it's probably because it's the most amount of songs on an album that yeah, we've done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Sixteen tracks, like, except for pure, was Pure Moods maybe more. Oh, true. I don't know. Oh, uh, Pure Moods was a lot. Pure Moods definitely yeah. more. Yeah. Okay. Um, Is Pure Moods better than Invincible? Yes. Yeah, it probably is. This is the worst album we've done. Oh yeah, I I so I I off I texted to you the think? to the presenters. I said that the amount of times I listened to Raven to the Joy Fantastic versus the amount of times <laughs> there were times where I couldn't I couldn't even finish these songs because they're too long, and I'm like I can't. I just I have to go to the next one. I can't. Do yeah, this right I guess now. the the dumb stupid shit on Joy uh, Raven to the Joy Fantastic has value because of how funny it is. The bad stuff right. on this album, most of it's not funny. Like, it's just, ugh. Yeah. 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 Get, yeah. You could cut out, like, at least five songs from this album, and it would be way better. And this yeah. album, yeah. This album doesn't, have a tan- doesn't have a tangerine, so, you know. No tangerine. For it. it only has a whatever happens. And, but uh, I think the best, o- the best stuff on this album is... It's really good. It it's is really better good. than it's better than most of history. I would say the best, the core four is better than most of history. I think. probably, yeah. Good job, Mike. You ended on top. <laughs> <laughs> you only died less than ten years later. Yeah. Eight years later. Eight years later. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, that's us doing uh, a Michael Jackson album on our show, our format albums. Uh, we're we're in it now. We're in season six. We're moving on. We're keep we're gonna keep going. We're gonna move on through the two thousands. I'm presenter Brandon. Um, I'm not feeling invincible right now. I'm feeling a little uh, breakable, fin- and I won't be. Sp- listening to this album probably ever again in its entire <laughs> um so goodbye yeah it'll be a while for me as well before i would ever return to this but like i said when i have returned to it i just put on those four songs great run love that four track run uh it relaxes me it soothes me there's some great jams on there i'm uh, also uh happy birthday to a friend of the show friend of ours a charles Michael Jackson, super fan. Would have loved to have him on the show. I had an idea where I was just going to call him and just quickly ask his thoughts. It's an album we talked about a lot in the past with him. Um, it is his birthday today. So he was on a, at the time we're recording this. So happy birthday, A. Charles. Um, he was previously on our album where we covered, episode where we covered the bad album and on our Michael Jackson voice choice episode where he was uh, Stephen A. Charles Smith. This is... Yeah, presenter Danny here signing <laughs> out. Uh, Invincible, the good stuff is underrated. That's what I'll say with this album. The good yeah. stuff is underrated. Bad stuff is really bad. Probably the worst <laughs> of his career. Uh, this is presenter number three, Dave Cologne. 
feeling pretty vincible. Pretty pretty vincible right now. <laughs> uh, I don't, Brandon, do you ever like reveal um, DBP uh, S6's <laughs> score? Yeah, 27. 27 okay. Um, or 26. 26, yeah, 27. Like so congrats to them too. Um, we won't be seeing a lot of TBP S6 on the season uh, much. So like, I was glad to see them here. Um, and then, uh, yeah, all I'm, all I'm going to say is that Rolling Stone magazine should be sued for calling Harry Styles the king of pop. How dare they? There's only one <laughs> wow. king of pop. Uh, and he made his one of his strongest efforts in 2001. Michael Jackson. Uh, I believe he's Harry dead. St- Harry Styles' album from this year is way better than Invincible. Is it really? I haven't listened it's to ama- it yet. It's amazing. And it's oh. way better than Invincible. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's not one bad track on it. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Big fan. Haven't heard anything from him yet, but uh New King of New King of Pop. <laughs> okay. We're the we're the kings of we're the kings Bye. of pod. How about that? We're the kings we're the kings of pod. We're the albums. The three con- kings of pod three kings of pod. <laughs> okay. Bye. And we're the albums. Bye. Bye. Bye.